Sony PlayStation Classic. How could Sony screw something up that Nintendo already did twice? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Today on. Today on. Press B to cancel. Where's my mute button? <laughs> The fact that I leave that in there every time makes me happy. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, there's got to be somebody out there listening right now who's, like, on my side with the goddamn mouse sounds. <laughs> Look, you don't know what beatboxing is, then you don't deserve to... I mean, sorry. Audio. That's not beatboxing. That's meatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. What are we talking about? So today, I am joined with Pulsh and Sick Jake. GP is still uh, missing in action. Stomp, right? Stomp de Soleil? Stomp yeah, de Soleil. Stomp de Soleil. Is Stomp the thing where they like stomp with like oil barrels underneath their feet? Yeah. Okay. Just use everything as percussion. Gotcha, okay. And uh, today we're going to talk about the PlayStation Classic. What Sony got right, if anything. And uh, mostly what they got wrong. <laughs> It is the mini console release, much like the Nintendo Classic, the SNES Classic, Genesis. Uh, Sega made one with the Genesis, and then after the PlayStation Genesis. did it. Yeah, I think the Genesis one came after the PlayStation one too, didn't, didn't it? I think it was before. I think the Turbo Graphics came out after. I know the Turbo Graphics came out after, after, but I feel like the Genesis came later too. I don't know. I thought I thought Turbo Graphics came out most recently. Out of That's what I thought. Yes. But I can't remember the Genesis, though, because I'm getting confused by, like, the bargain store basement things where they have the knockoff ones. Yeah, well, there were those other ones, and I know already on a tangent. (laughs) There were those other, like, little Genesises that you could get that had... Genesis? Yeah, Genesis. Genesis? I don't know. (laughs) Genesis. (laughs) That's a whole other biblical book. That... Just had like a handful of games built into the, or probably like 50 games built into them, and you'd plug them in via AV cables instead. Yeah. Right. So, what's the difference with that and the PS Classic thing then? Bringing it back. Uh, well, the, what You're do you welcome. mean? The, the difference between the AV and the HDMI? Cause that's pretty much it as far as that goes. No, I was just saying, what's the difference between, you know, the PS Classic versus the like the Chinese ones and the like the eBay the the, um, the unofficial releases. Well, one would expect that it would be a lot more effort into putting it together and releasing it. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sony didn't really pull that either. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm tempted to think that they kind of just went to one of those Chinese factories and was like, "Hey, can you just do this in an official one for us?" Thanks. hey bruh do me a solid let's let's get down to the nitty-gritty of this first let's talk about the emulator that this thing runs because yes it's an emulator running these games there's not a little tiny disc drive in there yeah it's it's pcsx so one would expect that sony would put the time into making their own emulator for this much like nintendo did and i assume Sega did with the Genesis, I'm not entirely certain, but I know Nintendo did both with the NES Classic and the Genesis Classic, or the SNES Classic. I can talk, I swear. Show me. Prove it. But Sony used the PCSX emulator, and one of the things about the PCSX emulator is just one of the earlier PlayStation emulators. It's been around for 20 years at this point, 18 when they put it in the console. Oh, is it that old? Wow. It is. It, it came around in 2000. And while it's not a... Well, Sony did a good job because it's still going strong, right? <laughs> it's not that it's a bad emulator. It's that it has issues that plugins fix. The PlayStation Classic doesn't have those plugins. So those issues surfaced. I was making fun of the fact that it was open source and Sony actually didn't do any of it. <laughs> yeah, they they didn't touch it, basically. They just were like, hey, that one works well. Let's use that. And they didn't even do any research on it. 
which is really strange for Sony because they're normally the ones that are like, we're going to do this our way and we're going to use our proprietary proprietary software or hardware so everybody has to buy it. With this, I'm as certain as I can legally be that <laughs> <laughs> that they completely outsourced thing, this thing or just delegated it to a small team to like just make it happen as quickly and cheaply as possible. Right. Because everybody's jumping on this NES classics, NES classics, like these mini consoles are selling like hotcakes. We want in. So they were like, let's put some games on there. Let's get this thing out there. We'll pack in two controllers because everybody was wanting a second controller with the NES classic. The NES classic came with two. So we'll do two as well. And right there is one of my first issues with it. I don't understand why they chose the regular controller over the analog controller. Okay, so... I understand. I do understand. And that's probably what you're going to get at. That (laughs) not a lot of the games use the analog sticks. There's apparently only one PlayStation game that requires the analog. The rest is optional. Which one? Ape Escape? Is that the only one? Yeah, because that's the that's the only PlayStation game I played that needed that controller. Because I remember my uncle bought one, and remember that we'd never really used it for anything except for Ape Escape. Everything I even forgot that the PlayStation didn't have analog. But when I look at the back catalog, it's really very bare bones on what's actually used it. Right. Yeah, it's it's not that there's a ton of games that made use of it. It's the fact that there were some games that made use of it, and they were good games. <clears throat> Resident Evil Two. Yeah. I, I I get the feeling that the selection of games they chose was ha- hampered by the fact that they went with the vanilla controllers instead of the DualShocks. At least you got two of them, though. Yeah, that's true. And they're they're good quality controllers. I can't fault them for that. Good quality USB, so they're usable with your PC too. You can't complain there. That's pretty good formula right there. Some people would argue. That's worth half the price of the $100 price tag it had when it released, right? But (laughs) that was the second thing is the quality issues with this thing made people hesitant to spend $100 on it. Especially when NES was 60 and the SNES was 80. Uh, Every time I went to buy one, it was like $300. Like scalping was a huge problem. Yeah, it was just insane trying to buy them. I went and lined up at a Target early in the morning and got both, so. <laughs> oh, right. You guys still have those. Yeah, we have them here in the U.S. They it, Target's missed the mark up there, so to speak. <laughs> I see what you... Wait. It was a misfire. <laughs> oh, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there were just a number of issues with this, and... If we look at the games, like when you play them, you'd, you'd, you expect to, like, it's HDMI. Plug it into the TV, you would expect, hey, it looks clean, right? But it doesn't. A lot of the games actually look blurry. At least on one of my TVs, a lot of the games look blurry. Well, at least with, you know, the controller cords being only five feet, you're sitting close to the TV anyway. How, how much clear do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a Sega Genesis? Nuts. Like five feet cables, it's and then apparently hardware wise, the button on the on the machine, the reset button, it takes you back to the game list. There's no combo on the controller to trigger that, so you have to get up and walk to your PlayStation anyway to change games. You're right. There is no combo to reset. That's crazy. Like I have the Mister on my desk, and when I have to reach over to it <laughs> to reset it because I didn't. Oh my god! It drives me nuts, and that's like a foot. <laughs> Can't imagine getting up off the couch. What is this, the 70s? Wow. No, man, this is the 90s. What is it, 94? See, I don't have too many issues with that sort of thing. I do feel like the controllers were short. I hooked this up and played Jumping Flash with the kiddo not too long ago. First time I ever played Jumping Flash. We played all the way through it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that game was fun. I really like that. I'd take that over Pilot Wings. Oddly, playing on the big TV, because, you know, I have a 42-inch on my desk, and then we have a 55-inch in the living room. We played it on the 55-inch. Game looked pretty crisp. Also, apparently, that was one of the games that was a PAL title instead of uh, an NTSC title. So I guess it played slower than it was supposed to. I don't know. 
So I know I, I can talk about this. I, I have education in this now. Thanks to uh, one of my friends on Twitch, Cloaked Alien. So the difference between PAL and NTSC, PAL, what they use in Europe, is 50 hertz versus NTSC, which is 60 hertz. A lot of people confuse them for frame rate. So like 60 frames per second versus 50. Apparently, no. Like they're related, but they're not the same thing. But the biggest issue with PAL games running slower is not because of the hertz. It's not because of that refresh rate, I think it is. Uh, it's because of optimization. So it's just a matter of the game companies port or, or fixing their games and optimizing it. So when they put it onto uh, a different format, that it took that into account and basically fixed it up. So if you play old games, the music might be slower uh, and it might be chunkier to play. It might not be as smooth. That's not actually because of the the format itself. That's just because of poor optimization. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just thought it was frame rate. I always understood that part. But that, that means there's a lot of games not optimized for PAL. <laughs> yeah oh yeah and that's the thing and the, you can see old like nintendo games you can see which ones were optimized and which ones weren't and uh so like it's not just the like sometimes the audio is the biggest clue yeah slower music yeah you, you'll be able to tell yeah i don't understand then like pal is i mean i guess the tvs are still in europe but ntsc format is is preferred over there now like with modern pcs it's not an issue so why the hell did they include all the PAL versions of these games on the PlayStation Classic? Like Tekken 3 is the PAL version, which is criminal. <laughs> I think it was Tekken 3, Battle Arena, Toshinden, Cool Borders 2 was one of the PAL games, Jumping Flash, uh, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey was one of them too. I remember seeing that. And I think Resident Evil Director's Cut. Dude, you just named off half the games on the console. So. <laughs> no, I was like a quarter of them, but... I mean, it's only got 20 games, and nine of them are PAL, PAL versions. I wonder if it's because of performance of the hardware, right? Like, is it that they were worried the hardware couldn't keep up with the NTSC versions, so they threw in the PAL versions because they run slower? I was reading up on it, and I heard something about it could have been just a licensing thing as well. Right. So that is just, you know, you you can see how fast they rushed this. This is obviously a rush job. There's a lot of little things that add up that that make it you know, less than stellar. But I think licensing and the rush to put it out is probably what the biggest nail in the coffin because, you know, the game selection alone is kind of indication. It's like of the top 20 best-selling games for the PlayStation, only four of them actually are on this classic, you know. So, and this is the official Sony-produced remake, essentially. And so I think, yeah, things were just rushed and... They just had access to the PAL versions is all I can think of. Uh, when you say the best-selling games, so I'm assuming Tekken 3, right? Yep. Final Fantasy 7. Yep. Resident Evil? Yep, but uh, the original, not the director's cut. Oh, okay. Cut. The director's cut made it onto the uh, the classic, which is honestly a better game, but you know you can't fault it for being not as sold as much. So there's a reason they remade it. What's the, what's the fourth one? So we got uh, Final Fantasy 7. You might have heard of that one. Did you say that? I can't remember. Yeah, I said that I think that you one. did. Yeah, okay. No. Metal Gear Solid, Tekken 3, Resident Evil 1, and Final Fantasy Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid's a fantastic game, too. Is that, That's not the PAL version, yeah. too, is it? I, I don't know. I didn't okay. really pay attention. All right. No, it's not. There's, like, the top 20 games, four of those are on there. So that's honestly proof right there for me that they were trying to get what they could out. But the thing is the selection of games is not really a problem for me for this. I don't have the classic. Would I buy it? Use? Yes. I wouldn't buy one new. I would not pay the hundred bucks. That's US, so that's like three hundred bucks Canadian. Um just for that. Because not because of the selection, just because of the price range. Like the the price point is just not there. But the selection of games itself, I will say they have a great selection of games. Because there's some awesome ones on there that I kind of forgot about. Battle Toshin Den was one of them. I also was not willing to pay that $100 price point. And when I bought it, I think I spotted it for, uh, after tax, ended up paying like 38 <laughs> and change. Okay, yeah. So I, That's when <laughs> I was like, yeah, now I'll get it, you know. 
like meanwhile the NES Classic is still like three hundred bucks. <laughs> I gotta say there are things they did right though. I don't I don't want to bash on it completely because you're paying for. Like, this is not something for hardware geeks, you know, because the hardware geeks are probably going to have the original hardware to begin with. You're probably going to have a CD or a CRT for playing and stuff. So this is definitely jumping on that nostalgia bandwagon that Nintendo was riding. Sega had it and you can't blame them for it. I mean, this is if, if you're not tech savvy and you don't care and you don't want to be chasing stuff down or trying to emulate it yourself, this is great. Not for the price, but it's great. But I, I do like some of the details that they did do is the attention to detail on like the casting of the actual case because it's gotten down to the point of they have the fake fins on the sides to make it look like they're actually ventilation holes. Yeah. And there's an I like a faux IO port on the back, mm-hmm. which I remember on mine because I pried it off and I was like, what's this for? And I was like, is it going to be like PlayStation DD? Wait. Honestly, the only game I know that made use of that was uh, Bushido Blade. It used that port? I thought it was just for a Game ge- a game Genie. Yeah, Bushido Blade 1 used that port. You could plug, the, you could get that cord that connected two PlayStations. You needed co- two copies of Bushido Blade. Right. And you could play first person one-on-one. Sweet. That was the only game I know of that made use of that IO port. I know there were others, but that's the only one I actually remember. And that's because I wanted to try that and never got to. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I ever thought those things were for was basically some kind of tech support thing. Like if you send it out to get fixed, they diagnose things through that. I've, I just assumed it was for Sony it's Sony themselves to you know use for fixing it or for Game Genie. Yeah, it was a GameShark port for a while. Right, so that's that's the only thing I knew that was for. But the fact that it's got like all, you could have easily just threw on the back of it, just plug for your HDMI, plug for your cable, for power supply, and then that's it. But they actually did make a point to mold it and put that on there. So they did want to get you that, that nostalgic feel. Of course, at a quarter of the size, but uh, and a quarter of the cable length. But I do appreciate that much. Yeah, that little I.O. port is pretty convincing. I just pulled it out of the drawer to see if it functions. It doesn't, but it looks like it should. <laughs> it looks like it should. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I saw. I was watching a video of a guy actually taking it apart because I was like, I need to learn. I want to learn about the hardware side of it a bit. And the first thing he did before he tried to take off any screws was that and try to pry it off. And he realized, oh, this is just made to look like it comes off. So I was like, that's kind of cool that they have that much uh, detail into it. But uh, there was a whole lot more to be said about what was inside. <laughs> Wolf, did you hack yours to put more games on it? Not yet. I'm wondering, like, what's the hardware inside of it? Is like, is it decent? Can it run other games? Okay, so <laughs> hacking it, it doesn't really involve altering the software in it too much. Instead, you have to get an external, usually a USB drive, and it slots into the second controller port, and then using that, it loads up off of that to play all the games. Yeah, so there's a little bit of jumping around, a little bit of hoops, but not nothing crazy. Yeah. Okay. So it essentially ignores the the memory on the the hardware itself and uses the flash drive as the memory, and then everything else in the hardware of the box itself is used for running the games and all that. So it, it basically turns it into like your USB is a cartridge with tons and tons and tons of games. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it does. Homemade EverDrive. Yeah. Is there anything on there? Like, I mean, we talked a little bit about the game list. Is there any games that you guys think are really badly missing? Cause I don't, I don't have a lot of exposure to the PlayStation game library. Only a handful. Yes. Well, I have, I have opinions. You go first. You go first. Go first. <laughs> well, I was I was just gonna say, um, I understand that, you know, the whole destruction derby, ridge racer type four, and was there and twisted metal. So those are the driving games on here. However, as iconic as Destruction Derby was, I feel like it was the wrong choice and they should have gone with Jet Moto or Jet Moto Two. I can go with that. 
Jet Moto commercials enough are nostalgic for me to to want to put it in there. The Jet Moto games were just so much fun. I think I I I would that was that was one of the things I enjoyed going to my cousin's house for at the time. I don't think I played Jet Moto, but I played the um, what's the futuristic one? Wipeout. Wipeout. That would have been nice, like <laughs> yeah. for the speed. That right? was the one that had. Uh, oh my god, I can't name the band. Crystal Method. Prodigy. <laughs> oh, never mind. Crystal Method was on another one. <laughs> they basically did the same thing. The Crystal Method basically was the entire soundtrack for a, a PlayStation racing game. Hmm. I can see it. I just find it weird because, like, for me, the Resident Evil games, like two and three, like two especially, I think was a fantastic game. I'm amazed that's not on there. Yeah, I can respect them going with Resident Evil Director's Cut because Resident Evil was one of the the killer apps, as it were, for the PlayStation back in the day. And then I think people played fewer... People played less of Director's Cut than the original version. And since it added more content and changed things up, it was... I, I agree with Director's Cut on there. Yeah, they they didn't remove anything from Director's Cut except for mistakes, essentially. So okay. I think that was a good choice. With all the saturation of Final Fantasy VII over the years, I feel like they felt like Final Fantasy VII would be a bigger draw than it actually was. Especially with Remake on the horizon and everything. <laughs> yeah. Seven was the wrong RPG to put on there, period. Yeah, I mean, they, they really should have put Final Fantasy VIII on there, because, you know... People love that one. I, like if they wanted, to, if they really wanted to have a Final Fantasy on there, it should have been Tactics or Nine. Otherwise, if they were okay going with another RPG, it probably should have been Suikoden. I can see Suikoden, but like, because I was going to think that maybe have oops, lost myself there. They wouldn't have um, more obscure. I'm sorry for the Mac sounds in the background. <laughs> I really am. I'm trying to update an old Mac. This is Sony, not I mean, Mac. I know God. the Mac Mini. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so for RPGs, like I thought, I didn't think I would see them do more obscure titles, but they do have Wild Arms on PlayStation Classic, and that's a great one. That's, the thing about that is, uh, Sony had publishing rights for Wild Arms 1, 2, and 3, I believe. So that's why. That makes sense. they actually published the first one. That's not an issue for them, they, so then they don't have to deal with Square or anything. Right. But they, I, I said, the game choices in this game, in this classic, are still great. But some of them they overlooked a lot, and I think is again probably because licensing. I don't know anything else. That's I'm gonna keep going back to that because I can't think of a better reason. But there's no Tomb Raider games on there, and Tomb Raider one, two, and three are all in the top twenty of best selling. They're hugely popular. Yeah. There's three Crash Bandicoot games. None of them are on there. So is Spyro on there? I can understand Sp- Spyro's not. Re- wow. To me, those come back to the recent remake trilogies. Right. Like, it, they weren't necessary. There's four Tomb Raider. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, like I think there's. Is it a is it a screenshot like a snapshot into the experience that was PlayStation One at the time? No, but at the same time, yes, because just because it doesn't have the top. 20 in there i think it's kind of cool because there is a good mix like you said jump and flash i love that game and i forgot about that until i started researching on this again and i was like i need to play that again because that was so much fun it is kind of easy to look at this assortment of games and think okay somebody's household could have owned that particular assortment of games and that was it for their playstation you know right it's less the choice and i think it's more other things that added up to it that kind of made this bad because the missteps that they've done i mean sony's known for doing many dumb things because they're at the top you know they're huge just like microsoft and nintendo you know everybody's going to see all their mistakes so you've you, you know everybody knows of all the same mistakes that sony's made over the years whether it's like the umds for psp or if it's mini discs <laughs> what's wrong with umds everybody loves watching movies on the umds <laughs> there you go <laughs> Just like HD DVDs. Yeah, those are a thing, right? That wasn't Sony, though. But Sony won that one. That was Microsoft. Sony was Blu-ray. That was Microsoft, yeah. Sony won Blu-ray. HD DVD was uh, I mean, eventually they Microsoft. had to get one right. <laughs> Betamax <laughs> yeah. didn't work I'll, out. I'll give them points for trying. I mean, they did make Beta, 
All right, Betamax was superior. It but... was, but it was also stupidly expensive for their licensing fees. So, yeah. So I mean, they shot themselves in the leg, which is easy for you to do on this level. So, and, and that's the problem, <laughs> I guess, right, with the classic consoles. And that's not just the PlayStation One, but um, Nintendo had their issues too with licensing. Right, they're not going to put. 20 of the best games on the generation they should and i would pay extra for that but they can't get all the licenses in order right like i look at something like yeah, um just look not at going a tangent but something like ant stream that streaming service where you can play all these old games it's great on paper and performs very well but the problem they have is licensing right they're not gonna be able to get all the games that you would want to play because of licensing costs right and even for like uh, streaming services like Netflix, they you see movies and TV shows on there for a couple months and they disappear and then they come back and they disappear. Like that's all licensing as well. So I mean, there are nightmares for people to deal with with that. So there's a lot to consider. But I don't think those were the biggest issues with this. I think a lot of the hardware was the problem and the emulator itself because this is an open source thing. They basically, it's basically like someone saying, "Hey, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make my own Sony PlayStation Classic Mini console to sell and use open source software, which is fine, but then you have to get the rights for it. So it's one step above those uh, the shady consoles that I was talking about earlier, like the Genesis ones. So I feel like outside of the the casing <laughs> that they spent so much time on, there's a lot of things that they just pass the buck off to somebody else it seems like so like i just look on ebay like you can't get how expensive is an actual playstation these days if all you want is something that looks nice in your shelf you can get the original to put in your shelf i think for less than 100 bucks <laughs> i'd get a ps2 <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah it's it's a lot more easy on the eyes to be to be fair 40 yeah, smaller the playstation classic it's not that much smaller i'm kind of kind of disappointed <laughs> <laughs> it could be tinier. I I don't know if it's true or not. I know the controllers are USB, but are they actually compatible with like a PC? Because I, I don't know if it was the Nintendo Classic or something, but one of them, they were USB, but they actually didn't work without uh, extraneous software, I think. No, the NES Classic ones and the SNES Classic ones are uh, Wii Remote Port format. Okay. That's my, that's probably what I'm thinking of then. Yeah, the Genesis and PlayStation are standard USB. I haven't tested it, but as I understand it, they both work with PC just fine. I think the Genesis okay. Mini is using RetroBit controllers, and they're pretty solid. And um, Sony's Sony's PS4 controller works pretty good with Windows, or at least it has for the last couple of years. It's not like it used to be. So I'd imagine they would work okay, especially by now. Right now. That's just another consideration I wanted to bring into it because you get that price point in there and, you know, having two controllers that you could use for your PC, that's 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 a selling point towards it. But if you take that away, then, you know, half the price is not justified for me right there. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, if you like the PlayStation controller, then getting two of them for that price is pretty decent. But personally, I think it's a trash controller. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> I've never understood the love for the PlayStation D-pad. I think it's one of the worst D-pads on the planet. I think this thing would have sold more had they included the analog versions of the controllers, at least one of them, and the other one be a regular one, and put Ape Escape on here. I didn't really... I, like My brother loved Ape Escape. He was t he's 10 years younger than me. He loved Ape Escape back then. I, I played through it. I 100%ed it. I don't think I was as into it as he was. It was just at the time I was just, I'd play a game and burn through the whole thing, you know? But I do think it's a good quality game that Sony often overlooks these days. And I think it would have helped their 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 case on this one. Yeah, it's a franchise I kind of wish they would bring back. I never played the sequels to it, but that original was, I liked it. I thought it was a blast to play. And I thought the controls were were unique enough to stand out. I always wondered what it looked like on a PS5, right? Like, forget Jack and Daxter and whatever the hell they're doing. I would love to see Ape Escape, but it just never had the the fan base. Well, once upon a time, it was popular enough to where it had a crossover with Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> what? Really? What? Yes, there was a Metal Gear Solid 3 mission that you could play. Uh, you had to go and stop Metal Gear, which was a giant... <laughs> 
ape escape metal ape. I don't remember this. And you had to sneak around all these little ape escape ape monkeys. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Is this in like the original Metal Gear Solid 3 though on PS2? Yes. I'm, I'm not, I like sure. I play that game inside out and that's not ringing a bell but that might not be, be that might be because I never experienced it so it probably wouldn't have stuck. I want you know what it might have been on the special edition release that came out at the same time, you know, the extra disc or whatever, but they still like it had a crossover with Metal Gear. That's my point. That which is fantastic. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you generally don't get a thing like that when the game is not that popular or not well supported. So once upon a time, Ape Escape was a big franchise to Sony. And the fact that they ignored it this time around, it's it's kind of a bummer. What studio made it? Sony? Well, I don't know what studio, but it was Sony. It's a Sony property. Weird. Ape Escape Development. Checking Mind Palace. Yeah. Yeah, because like you look at like if Konami did it, for example, I could see why it got left behind because Konami's been terrible with their IP. But if it's a Sony... Yeah, it Sony's Japan studio. Interesting. But uh, I will say one of the biggest reasons I bought this thing was because of Intelligent Cube. Wasn't Intelligent Cube the one that had the, uh, the spelling bee commercial? I don't know. I don't remember that one. I just remember the kid because I know how to spell onomatopoeia now because of that commercial. I used to see it every commercial break. O N O M A T O P O E I crunch. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Yeah, because the cube would come down. So for me, this was a game that I got to play on one of those demo discs way back when. And I played the shit out of it on that disc over and over and over. like I perfected that game on the demo. I maxed out my score on that demo and I really wanted to play the whole game and never got the chance. And then by the time I had the ability to, you know, like by the time I was more into collecting and wanted to go back and get games like that, I was like, I don't want to pay $80 for that game. Cause it was like way up in price. And I think even now I think it's like 50, 60 bucks. I got the PlayStation classic for less than that. So I saved money. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i see it so that was basically the system seller for me on this thing all right you can't get enough of that oh! as he gets hit by the cubes <laughs> i remember the demo i played i did play the demo just quite a bit but i don't think i could ever imagine myself paying any amount of money for a full game of it i don't know for me it was tekken 3 tekken 3 was like i'm not even a tekken fan but tekken 3 on the ps was amazing all the endings and all the characters and the hidden stuff. That game is amazing. I had Tekken 2. I had 2 and I used to rent 3 and 3 was yeah, 3 was awesome. <laughs> you know, if they threw a demo disc version of the games on the classic, that would have been made me want to buy it more. How amazing would that have been had they just thrown a couple of demo discs on there? Yeah, cuz I mean, how many were there? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so not many. like but that's the thing. Like this thing, this thing was very bare bones. I mean, all the classics were, to be fair, right? But Sony could have looked at the NES Classic and the SNES Classic and said, "Hey, they missed out. They didn't include any posters or commercials or marketing behind the scenes stuff. They could, we could have included that for the PlayStation, especially when PlayStation had that tradition of demo discs with all kinds of stuff on there, and they include none of that." Right? There's there's nothing in this except for the games. I don't even think there's rewind <laughs> or anything. No. <laughs> I think uh, that's probably one of the things that caught my eye as a kid the most from playing PlayStation 1 is demo discs. You never... The only time you ever had a demo was shareware for, like, yeah, DOS. PC. Right? You didn't have a demo for a cartridge game. There's no way that like you can't afford that, but they were throwing out demos with monthly magazine subscriptions, and that was just mind-blowing to me. So... I used to play the hell out of my demo disc that I got with my PlayStation that I remember we bought off of my cousin. <laughs> and I, I, for the first like two weeks, I didn't need to rent a game because I was just playing through the demo disc so damn much. The PlayStation Underground was the magazine, I think. I, I never liked the magazines, yeah. but I just got them for the damn disc. <laughs> yeah, there was PlayStation yeah. Underground. There was official PlayStation magazine. And every once in a while, you'd get a pack in with one of the other magazines, I think. Like EGM or Let's bring it back. EGM or what was the other one? Game players, 
think Game Players got the game odd players. one too. Game Pro. I don't think Game Pro was all that big around that point. Yeah, anymore. Game Pro didn't have discs. So Game Pro, I think, was dead by the time the PlayStation came out. I think. Yeah. Oh, man, I miss the magazines now. Can I just? Can we go talk about that on another episode? <laughs> <laughs> can we make like our own digital magazine? <laughs> That'd be so much People fun. have tried. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And people much better than us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the nostalgia factor, I think, is what they were betting on. And they're probably laughing because as much of a flop as it is for us, looking at it as fans and, you know, doing the research, it, it's they're still selling. Like, they'll still sell them, and they knew that. So the amount of effort gone into it versus how much they made off of it, I don't think they care. Well, I mean, it's enough that some companies keep doing it, right? Like the Atari Flashback. There's been like six of those, I think, by now. And they just keep re-releasing more it. That. Sometimes more games, sometimes less. But people keep buying them. Yep. You just get a, like Activision Anthology for PS2, which was just like 30 play or thirty games on PlayStation 2 for, for Atari. Yeah. <laughs> and the selling point was had a bunch of 80 songs in there. And you know what? That was cool. That's things like that. I like that, but it's it's a whole different ball game when you're getting into the minis. I think the minis take more, and there's more to consider. There's more that you want to you're more than you expect out of it, right? Yeah, I just find it wild that PlayStation is that nostalgia button for a lot of people. Like, obviously, it's it's the first console for a lot of people. So when they think fondly of their childhood, that's what they think of. It's hard for me to wrap my head around it because for me, it's Nintendo and Atari. Yeah. Apparently, we had an Atari in the house before I remember it, but I was too young to remember it. So I just remember my earliest memory is my brother at a Woolworths buying a Nintendo console, and I didn't know what it was. And then that night, I became addicted. (laughs) Did we go over the entirety of the uh, top 20? Of the original, like, top 20 sellers of, of the PlayStation? I've got the list here if you want me to go yeah, through it. Yeah, I'd like it. to hear some of it. Yeah, I'm just curious what they ignored that they shouldn't have. <laughs> Most of these are ones that you'd expect, but I'm going to start off with 20 and work my way down to number one. 20 itself actually caught me by surprise. Dragon Quest Seven. Oh, that's huge in Japan. That's why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... That, there you go. That so, like, it, Yeah, so me, no idea. But then you have Tomb Raider, The Last Generation, which I think is the fourth one. Don't even remember that one. Wow. Yeah, they they all blend together for me, so I never got into Tomb Raider. 18, Spyro. 17 is the original Resident Evil, not the director's cut, but the original one. Uh, 16, Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back. Can't. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, it's crazy. Cra- uh, Crash Bandicoot. F- uh, 15, Final Fantasy 9. Crash Bandicoot Warp is 14. Tekken 2 for 13. 12 is Resident Evil. Probably number one for me for PlayStation. <laughs> um, 11, Tomb Raider 3. 10, Metal Gear Solid. 9, Tomb Raider 2. <laughs> 8, Crash Bandicoot. 7, Tomb Raider. <laughs> starting to get a theme here. 6, this one throws me off a little bit. Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like that sold? I remember playing it. Yeah, I, I remember playing it, and it wasn't good. Five, Tekken 3. Understandable. Yep. Four, Final Fantasy 8, which shows even bad games <laughs> can still sell like crazy. Three, Gran Turismo 2. That's not... Yeah, that's like a... That was a system seller. That was a solid game. Yeah, yeah. Gran Turismo is one that should have been on this thing, too. Number two, you can probably guess... It's Final Fantasy VII, if that wasn't going to be number one. But number one is not what I expected it to be, but now looking back, makes sense. Any guesses? Like Madden or Gran something? Turismo. Gran Turismo. Oh, okay. okay. No. <laughs> sports ball. We're too, video game players are way too lazy to enjoy sports ball that much. Even playing. I want to point something out. Notice that Final Fantasy VII was number two, right? Final Fantasy VIII was number four. And I think Final Fantasy VIII is the reason Final Fantasy IX is so far down the list. <laughs> it's true, though. Uh, Chard in his stream yeah. today was talking about, you know, he kind of fell off the series after eight, and I didn't, same thing. After eight, after I played eight, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I kind of fell off the Final Fantasy train for a long time. I never had access to nine, 
but I loved it. The only reason it took me so long to play is I had a copy of it, and disc two was scratched, so as soon as I started on disc two, my game, uh, I was just stuck. I couldn't do anything, so I was pissed until like I played it on Steam like three years ago. That's wild. And I loved it. Yeah, but I can see why people would be turned away from it after after eight because, yeah, I don't know, it's just weird to me because like the graphics in the PlayStation for me don't really hold up, but Gran Turismo, even the first one, like two especially, looks good even today. Like what they did with the models of the car in that game just are amazing. Oh yeah, I think that was where it shined though too. PlayStation, like the first PlayStation game, games I should say, because it's just. That's something where you can just focus on what you see and nothing else. You know, everything's going by so fast. You can focus on the cars. You can focus on the roads. So I think that one's really a good way to showcase how good we can make this look at the time. Is Parappa the rapper on this or no? No. Not on 20, top 20. Is it on the classic, It's also not on the classic. So the classic, let's go over the list of games on there for Jake. And Posh. Battle Arena Toshinden. Cool yes. Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy 7, Grand Theft Auto, the first one, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Mr. Driller, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Persona Revelations, Ridge Racer Type 4, Puzzle Fighter 2, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, Wild Arms. See, there's a good spread. Yeah, like Siphon Filter is not a great game, but it, like the third-person stealth tactical game, it's like a forefather, right? Like a lot of the modern stuff is based yeah. off of, of ideas in Siphon Filter. If you wanted to play Metal Gear Solid, but you hated the stealth thing, Siphon Filter was the way you'd go because it was a little bit more uh, yeah. action-oriented. Plus that taser. You just nuke somebody until they, they can bust. <laughs> Best part of that game. <laughs> On its own, looking at the list, it's a good list. It's just, at the time, the games that were coming out or had just recently been re-released or were, you know, just readily available on in other means were weird pack-ins on this console. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of substitutions I would have made. Like, um, Devil Dice, I think, should replace Cube. I think Devil Dice was a more fun game, personally. Okay, Werewolf, what about you? If you could replace one game, what would you take out? Uh, I know what I'm getting. This list again. I hope you don't choose it. The one I would probably <laughs> remove, just because I even watched a video of it earlier and it looked janky as hell, is Rainbow Six. Yeah. Okay. I love Rainbow Six on the PC, but the console version was not, was not good. <laughs> I remember my friend coming over and installing it on my computer when it first came out, and I was just like... This isn't Goldeneye. I don't want to play this. <laughs> it it honestly looked slower than Wolfenstein on DOS. Hey, dude, that was high paced. <laughs> That's what. I, but I mean, like this this game, like they're walking around. Like the gameplay I watched, the guy was basically just walking around trying to activate the AI to come around to a corner so he could shoot him. <laughs> That's not high stakes gameplay by any means. No. Nope. <laughs> I, I think if I replaced any of them, it would be Puzzle Fighter because that just seemed like no. Let's shoot something else. It's a great game. In. No. Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah, but it it's just I couldn't do it, man. So there was a long time where my friend, a friend of mine, and I in junior high would just every Friday one of us would go to the other's house and just hang out for a few hours and play games. And those games were always Twisted Metal Two and Puzzle Fighter. See, I, I remember playing it once and I was just like, no, no, this is, it wasn't for me. I couldn't do it. So when I saw that on the list, I was just like, no, man, that seems weird. Like what they are missing on this list is Capcom fighters, like 2D fighters. Like I'm surprised Darkstalkers, Darkstalkers rather, is not on this because that was a pretty solid game on the PS. I think it was PlayStation that had Darkstalkers. Yeah, it's PlayStation and Saturn title. Yeah. I think they were probably just trying to show off the 3D stuff, though, too. Because if you wanted a 2D fighter, you're probably going to be playing SNES and Genesis. Yeah. Like, I, you know what? If they could add five more games to this system, like, I could have seen if they had the magical licensing power to get Spyro, Crash, you know, 
something on here, it would have been really great. But it's not a bad list of games. No, not at all. I, it's just, again, the price point at the end of the day for me is what turns me away from it. Like, I don't ever want to buy one unless I got it for the same kind of price that Werewolf did. Yeah, 30 bucks is a pretty good deal. Yeah. I, seeing as I intend to mod it, granted, I did get a... Uh, I got a Raspberry Pi, a Retro Pi, a few months after I bought the PlayStation Classic, so I may never mod the PlayStation Classic, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, t- we're talking that today, I can buy, I bought one, uh, a knockoff handheld from a company in China called the Retroid Pocket 2. It was like, f- what, 70 bucks, I think, at most Canadian? And that plays PlayStation 1 and, and back, no problem. <laughs> like, huh. And that has an analog stick, just one. Is that the one that uh, that rapper tried to sell? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this is not the Soldier Boy console. No. no, but like, there's a new there's a new knockoff console coming out every other month now, and they all get better and better. Like, once I can play N64 on a little handheld device, like like solidly, I'll be very happy. If Sega ever drops a Saturn classic, I'm all in. See, that would be interesting because Saturn is still difficult to emulate. I don't think they I know. 100% nailed it. And like it's all a rage right now. A lot of streamers are playing Saturn games with original hardware. I'd love to see a Saturn Mini. I didn't realize that Saturn was basically the P- like the Sega version of the uh, of the PS2, like or PS1. Sorry, I thought I was like for some reason Saturn in my head was like supposed to be the Sega version of like PS2 and xbox that generation i don't know why i skipped a generation but that's what i always thought of up until recently and i had a freaking dreamcast that's because the saturn came out at a weird (laughs) time right it was it it's before playstation right i don't know i think it was yes saturn was i think it was originally supposed to be a year before the playstation and then they postponed it and it was supposed to release just after the playstation and then out of nowhere at e3 they were like hey it's available now and gamers were like, ah, what the hell? We didn't have the money set aside for this. And yeah. So- it was the same later on with the Dreamcast. Dreamcast was also earlier than PS2, but then PS2 came out and it was just like, slaughtered it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to be fair, I knew a lot of people who were like, I'm not getting a Dreamcast. I'm saving my money for PS2. Yeah. Well, after what the, what Sega pulled with Saturn, I don't blame them. Right. But I loved my Dreamcast. I loved my Saturn even though, I mean, the Saturn library is definitely hit or miss. To be honest, though, most of the consoles is hit or miss for a lot of us. That's true. <laughs> but if they if they had their uh, library was actually continuing forward in production as long as the rest of the systems, it probably wouldn't have been the case so much. <laughs> look, at, uh, look at how much crap was out for the PlayStation and for, like, N64 and all those. And, like, the first first couple of years are always kind of wonky. They're feeling, you know, everybody's feeling it out, learning to use this, uh, learning to like work with the hardware. So I don't think Saturn had a fair shake at it, but don't listen to me. I'm the guy looking for the, the Atari Jaguar mini classic. So if you, I, I still say, if you listen to the console wars book or read the console wars book, you'll hear just why Saturn was a flop. There was a lot of missteps Sega Japan made that Tom Kalinske tried to tell them, don't do that. It's a bad idea. And they were just like, well, you know, we're in charge. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Sega Japan screwed up a lot of hardware related things, right? I think 32X was their problem, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now we are ridiculously off topic. <laughs> I th- <laughs> I think we have burned the PlayStation Classic Classic enough for today. This has been fun, though, I gotta say. Yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed reading up about this more, because normally I'm just, I don't care about the hardware, I don't care about the stuff, but a lot of, like, gaming historian and stuff like that, the videos I've been watching have been really, really interesting, so I think I'll be checking out some more of this now. Jake, you're you're getting me converted to the hardware stuff. Pretty soon you'll <laughs> buy Mr. You know, all the cool kids are. Oh, no, I... Let me let me buy groceries first. <laughs> Fair, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So you can find us. Remember, check us out on Patreon now that we have it going. Yes, and by the time this episode releases, we should have our first Patreon bonus up. We have a second one in the mix. Once every month, we'll be watching a movie with commentary, 
enjoy watching the movie with us if you have access to it. Otherwise, just listen to us shit on stuff. Necessar- not necessarily in the movie. <laughs> All right. We can also use your Ko-Fi if you don't want to sit down and commit to uh, a month at a time for our Patreon, but you still want to throw us some money our way to help us keep this going. You can check out our Ko-Fi, Ko-Fi, Coffee <laughs> link, K-O-F-I slash press B to cancel. You can join our Discord. Jake, do you know the address? Uh, it's bit.ly. No, hold on. You gotta <laughs> give me some warning, man. You can't just spring this onto me. But yeah, I've opened my mind palace here. Hold on, hold on. Look, this is part do of. We it. have a Discord. We do. Bit.ly/slash/pressbdiscord. I remember I registered that. There you go. Boom. That should still work, right? <laughs> Let us know. It does. That is not it. We'll make that it. Let us know on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Tell us we're wrong. <laughs> Tell us our links are broke, please. No, it does work. I swear. Oh, okay. <laughs> I probably typed it wrong. You want to fight it? You want to ask us where we can be found? Yeah, where can you guys be found? Polish? Uh, I'm in Labrador. <laughs> it's been a while since I said that joke, so I'm I Bumble. had to say that. <laughs> Bumble. Hey, look. <laughs> look, it's better than Tinder, okay? There's less bots. I think. Anyways. Yeah, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Pulse109. That's P-A-L-S-H-109. You can also find me at twitch.tv slash sickjake. That's S-I-C. Wait, no. No. Jake, you take no. it away. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, S-I-C. Fuck, you ruined it for me now. <laughs> I'm sick, Jake. Tell Google you mean it or something. <laughs> oh my god, stealing my stick. Yeah, but uh, I also on Twitch, and I know I say it every year, but I actually did stream this time. I streamed some Hitman 3, playing Hitman 1 levels in it, and I'm going to keep doing that for the next little while. I love that game. But you can find me on Twitch as well, S-I-C-J-A-K-E. And I am You can find Werewolf at werewolf.com slash underscore. Wait, No. You do it. That's We're past the underscore joke, aren't we? Yeah, if we've moved on. Never, never. Stop to Soleil underscore. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me uh, on Twitch or Twitter, W A R E W U L F F. Search me on Google, tell it you meant it, you'll find me. See, Jake, that's how you that's do true. it. That's true. I don't have the same SAS level. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on that. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next week. Press circle, do cancel. Wow, that fucked up. <laughs> Press circle to cancel. There you go. Cancel what? The Atari Jaguar Mini? I'm still pissed nobody laughed at that. Circle was the cancel button on the PlayStation. Special thanks for music. Go to Arthur the Last Ancient on Spotify or The Last Ancient on Bandcamp. For more episodes, please visit our website at pressbtocancel.com. As well, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else you'd like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been... Press B to cancel.